Hello and welcome to The Don Father, a family podcast about the Eston Football Club. And boy, oh boy, you break a drought one week and you have your second biggest win ever in Perth the next week. Things are looking up for the Bombers. We've gotten out of the very difficult part of the draw. We're now into the second half of the season, which is by all accounts the easiest draw in the AFL. And it was workmanlike on Saturday night. We went over there, we got the job done, and we are now back home enjoying an eight-day break. Laura, Matthew, I'm your host, Nick. Welcome to the Donfather. Hello, hello, hello. It's good to be back. The gang is back together. Absolutely. It's been a couple of weeks off and, uh, you know, it's good to be back on live on the airways coming to our uh, most loyal listeners. You've made a recovery off your deathbed and you're Yes, here. yeah, actually last week I was. Uh, yeah, nearly, I forgot that. You were real sick. I was sacrificed uh, to the, uh, I don't know if it's to the gods or to the uh, to the devil or, or what it was, but I was certainly not myself. But uh, now look, it is good to be back. Back nearly to a full bill of health. Uh, no, nowhere near impeding. I'm, I'm glad you all were wondering and checking in and making sure I was okay. So, uh, yeah, no, it's good. You know, I was so high on that win. I rode that wave literally until Friday. I was watching replays. I was watching last <laughs> two minutes. I was watching interviews right up until Friday night. I reckon. Arechamanda, Alana Betarechamanda. Yeah, but um, look, would have been very, very essendent to lose this one uh, against West Coast. Put us up, put us in the clouds, and then be disappointing uh, against a very, very, very average side. Uh, and thankfully, professional win. Uh, well, that's how we're going to brand it. But uh, we'll get into that a bit later. But uh, yeah, Nick, been good to get back in the virtual studio that mm. we've got going on here. So, mm. Mm. Uh, and, and just for all the listeners out there. I am aware that my microphone quality is poor. Uh, I'm just trying to arrange a new microphone and uh, get that up and running. So as soon as that is possible, it will. We don't have a Patreon, so I've got to pay for this myself. I've got to. I've got to get a paper run, and I've got to save my money for the paper run. You should have put it on your birthday list. Oh, could I have a new microphone for your birthday. Yeah, maybe maybe the Donfather listeners will send me one. Uh, maybe. But Maybe. anyway, that's not important. Not important. Are we are uh, we're asking for a, a microphone sponsorship here. I think we we could be, you know, uh, this this could be our way in. I've actually uh, I've I've actually got a microphone from my old dwellers below days, uh, the height of my podcasting fame. Um, but I've just got to work out how to connect it to the computer. I think I just need a different cord or a, or a translator. So and it's a really good quality professional mic. I think it cost us like yeah, right. bucks at the time. Yeah, I've just got to work it out. I just haven't taken the time, to be honest. Just um, figure it out, mate. Just, Come on. Just sort you, it out. Sort um, your shit out and let's deliver hey, the listeners some quality. Hey, hey, do we need that language? <laughs> yeah. Are you, yeah. Are, I hear myself saying that all day, almost every day. Hey, hey, sorry, did you, did you say something? What did I just hear? Uh, that sort of stuff. And uh, not that I've ever sworn in my life ever, um, but uh, we don't need to bring that here, Laura. We don't need to bring that here. Matthew, next week, not next mm. week, the week after, I have mm. a week off work, right? Taking some mm. annual leave. 
can mm-hmm. I please just for one day sit, just follow you around because you don't sit in a classroom? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang oh, on. How do you take annual you. leave when you are the boss? So Surely you just don't turn up. Uh, I think it means I'm not treating patients for the week. I'm just fielding calls and emails all week. Mm, it means I don't have to get out of my pyjamas or off my couch. You cannot turn up to Matthew's school in your pyjamas. Look, if he allowed that, I would obviously get dressed, but I just want to be a fly on the wall just for one one day you in Matthew's classrooms. Um, no, I you, could be yeah. a what? A student teacher. I could, yes. Can you make this happen? Um, actually, you know what? Uh, running a, a, a VCE, PE, uh, year 11 subject, and a few of them actually want to be become physiotherapists, so we might actually... Maybe we'll get you in for the day, and uh, if they're not on exams, uh, you know, a bit of Q and A, take the floor, we, Laura. We could do that, but that's not the point. The point is, I want to see you trying to pull these kids into line, and yeah. use your teacher voice. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Try is a good word because it uh, implies that you do not, you do or do not, and uh, <clears throat> I'll try. It uh, doesn't always work. There are some. Uh, wild Charles, but uh, yeah, I've, relationship is everything. That's my advice to the people out there. Mm. Relationship mm. is everything. Excellent, excellent. So, until Nick's getting antsy, the he, does not, he does not like the non footy chat. The Don Father listeners do not care about our work, they hey, do not hey. care about our annual leave. We are people first and podcasters and bomber fans second. No, I'm a bomber fan first, mate, before everything else in my life. And we have a game to talk about, and that is Essendon West Coast Saturday evening. And it was pretty scrappy, wasn't it? It was. It was not great quality, if I'm honest. But I think there's a little bit of goodness that comes out of that. And and last year we dropped this game, and this year we turned we turned up. We went to Perth, which is typically the hardest road trip in. AFL football, and we came back with a 50-point win. And we won ugly, and we won very comfortably ugly. And for me, that represents more maturity for this group that not only do do they not fade out in games, but when it's really hard to get G'd up or when you expect it might just happen for you, they were still able to go over there and get the job done. Yeah, look, like I said earlier, um, and also, I would second Laura. I think the people want to know the people behind the mic. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, look, uh, if it was up to me, uh, there's not much to discuss on this on this game. It was uh, we did we went over we did exactly what we well I'm not going to say what we expected us to do because uh, you never know what you're going to get with Essendon. But uh, the fact we weren't uh, in you know at risk of losing this game uh, was a good sign. Not surprised we didn't smoke them out of the park. Sometimes it is hard to to smoke crappy sides out of the park, particularly when um, you know they they they're pretty hungry to play for their pride. So, um, look, we went over there, did what we had to do, we got the win. wasn't pretty, wasn't, but we you know we just did what we were expected to do and we did it. So well, that, and that's, that's the thing, minutes. right? That's that it. they would that's have copped it. They copped it in the Victorian media all week, let alone in the um 
in the West Australian media. And so this was, and they got a few players back and this was primed for a boil over, right? And we saw all weekend, particularly on Friday and Saturday, it was, I don't know how everyone else's tips were, but it was I got upset three out of three upset. out of nine. Yeah, it was just heaps of upsets, right? And so we could have really gone over there and in the, uh, as the moons were aligned and the tides and all that rubbish and the star signs, it, it wouldn't have been beyond the realms of possibility for us to get rolled by West Coast, you know. You're 5% off, they've got a little bit of a boost from copying it all week and playing for Adam Simpson, et cetera, et cetera. But that, that didn't happen. We turned up, they were able to match us for some parts early, although the game was never really in doubt. We just, the way I viewed it is we just couldn't get away. And I said to Laura that once, because we were watching it together, we just need to get to four goals ahead. Once we're four goals ahead, then the wheels will fall off and we'll and we'll storm on to victory. And it really took us till after the halftime siren to get that, you know, to get from that two to three and then three to four to give us a little bit of breathing space. And then that allowed us to have the composure and, and the room to then go on with it and, and make it a very, very comfortable win. I agree, yeah. Like up until halftime, I was a little bit like, oh, they could come over the top of us. But, yeah, it did. It took a while. But you were right. Once we got to that three, three, four goals in front, they kicked away and then it was not in doubt after that. Yeah, and, and if, if it stays at two goals, right, there's always the chance that they get a, a five-minute patch late in the game that lets them run over the top. And and you could tell that Essendon were a little bit antsy early about that. And that credit to West Coast about their pressure and their ability to move the ball. And they obviously fixed a lot of deficiencies from last week um, quite well. But it was just, we just needed that space. And once we got it, the, the game was really over from that point. I agree. So should we jump into some likes and dislikes? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I want to start with a really big like. And because I've been critical of this around our football club in recent years, and certainly this year, particularly in our our tough run, I just want to have a chat about Zach Merritt again. And watching this game, similar to the Richmond game, as we've lost players out of the midfield, I really get the sense that Zach Merritt has said, nah, come along with me. I'm going to fill the void and he's as we've lost players he's improved and improved and improved and that for me is something that's really really pleasing I remember last year at the um, 150th anniversary I said there's not really anyone on that list that I think feels like they belong in the same field as James Hurd we didn't we don't have that type of leader and haven't had that type of leader for a long time that when the chips are down can put the game on their back and carry us to victory and over the last few weeks, I've seen that out of Zach Merritt, if I'm honest. And not only did he do that, though, he did it carrying an injury. Mm, yeah, he had a corky from the mm. week before. So look, he he's just getting better and better and better. And boy, will it be a travesty if he misses out on a Brownlow this year because of his tackling uh, tackling suspension. Gosh, don't even think about it. Mm. Don't even think about it. But yeah, he's having a really good season and he I agree, he's he's becoming that leader that can just lift the team when they need it. He's really stepped up and um I'm a I'm a big fan. Mm, yeah, so I thought I thought he went really well. So Matthew, I know he didn't watch the game, but it was really vintage merit 
he was he was everywhere. He was linking up with handball. He was getting clearances, and his kicking was just next level. He just attempts these kicks that like around the body that end up with players running onto them. There was one really late in the game when he passed to Tipper, and Tipper of old would have really just buried it and given us that last goal to kind of um, get us excited about something. Um, but yeah, really, really, just an incredible game. Yeah, but um, not, not not to take anything away from Zach, but I, I think as well in in all of it, don't discredit the the work that uh, well, Nick Martin was was very very good on the weekend. Mm. He, he mm-hmm. stepped up. Uh, Redmond was very good. McGrath uh, very good as well. Obviously, uh, having watched the review there, um, but it, even in previous weeks, the works of Caldwell. Uh, and Hobbs, um, yeah, sure, Merritt stepped up to fill a void, but uh, I don't think you can discount um, some of the work of our younger guys that they've done to to, to fill the void, as you said. So, um, no, I agree. They're, no, incredible. They've done a really good job of, um, and it shows the depth of our list and the and the the power of our system that we're able to have players come out and then other players go in. Um, what I noticed on the weekend, though, was that. Merit was was the engine that drove it all forward. You know, I'm I'm not saying that yeah. we wouldn't have won had he not had this performance, but it was a really powerful, commanding leadership performance on the weekend, and that's two in a row that I you know that I've seen from him. That he he's I I feel like you know going to the event that we went to the other week. Um, well, that was we we haven't spoken about that actually. We'll, we'll get to that in a sec. Um, I really feel like. He he feels that he is in control of his own football destiny now, which um, I get the sense that earlier on and, and in previous years he he didn't feel like he was the only one in control of his football destiny, and you can see it you can see it in the way that he's playing. Yeah, I think that's uh, uh, that's fair. Um, a, a lot of things change when you're um, captain, but but also. Um, you know, new coach, uh, new new administration. Mm. Um, I mean, ironically enough, uh, our current CEO is uh, the CEO or the former CEO of the West Coast Eagles when they won won the flag or when they got to that grand final. I think when they got to the grand final, I can't I can't uh, recall. But um, yeah, look, he, he certainly grabbed the roll with two hands. I thought there might have been some some teething time. Um, I didn't know if he had the buy in. Of the whole group, um, previous to his appointment, uh, I, I I didn't know. Um, like obviously, um, like you, you look at a guy like Nathan Buckley had unbelievable high standards. So much to the point that it probably drove some of his teammates away. And I wondered, okay, well, mm. maybe Zach, that sort of type as well, but clearly not. Mm. Um, and he's been fantastic and, and relished in it. Um, it, it probably took me a couple of weeks to accept that he was a captain. Not to think, not to say that I didn't think Dyson Apple was past it, but it didn't really sink in. And mm. um, the way he's playing, it looks like he's he's been doing it a long, long time. Uh, mm-hmm. And so why why didn't we do it earlier? Not to discredit Dyson there, but um, no. Look, I agree with that. Um, and when you're winning as well, like things, uh, things always rose up um, when you win. You know, lo- losing games as well that we weren't expected to win. Um, and there's no pressure mounting, um, you know, makes things look pretty good. So, mm. uh, but no, look, I, I'd agree with that. Mm. Hardly, yeah. 
Yeah, so another like is, is Nick Martin, obviously, as you touched on. Uh, really mm. su- silky smooth, 31 possessions, uh, nearly 600 metres gained. I think he's the best game for the club, if I'm honest. Yep, better than his debut, four goals. Kick five on debut. Well, the five was a five on debut. Yeah, five yeah. minutes for longer debut. Um, that is the most underrated debut ever. It's because we were so low for right? Like... But he kicked five and had 30 or something. Yeah, yeah. Preseason uh, supplement player. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, but he, he was just creating good link-up play and really moving the ball really well. So, mm. um, really good game from him. Uh, Mason Redmond sneaking forward early. I, don't I, know love, how... I love a Mason Redmond goal. He yeah, is literally my favourite player. That wasn't even player. a Mason Redmond goal. That was a... It was a bo- goal. Yeah, I know. And I bloody missed it because I was um looking after Ellie at the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I love a I love a Mason Redmond goal. Mm. Speaking of likes, uh, I took Ellie to my house at half time and was putting her to sleep and they went inside the West Coast rooms, and so the camera's obviously showing the West Coast players, and she looked at the TV, looked at me, and she went, boo. Did she really? Yeah, it was so funny. She's hilarious. So, uh, I don't know, because we haven't booed in front of her when watching the game, right? No. So, I don't know where it came from, but it was perfect. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Hatred is in her veins. Mm, mm. She is definitely her father's daughter, that's for sure. So, it was very, very funny. That's hilarious. i got a couple of likes. Go for it. Some ins. Hmm. Matt Guelphy, mm. Jaden Laverde. Mm. Makes my heart happy to have them back. I just really like Matt Guelphy. I think he's what we need in our forward line. Brings yeah. a good vibe, a good energy. Yeah, I was really pleased with Guelphy's return. I mean, he was he was very rusty still, but he's had a very long layoff with his hamstring. But, mm. you know, we've got the opportunity for him to build over the next few weeks um, before the bye, give him a little bit of a rest and then get back into it. Jaden Laverde was Laverde of old, really. Mm. doing a good job intercepting setting up play from uh behind the play uh you gotta feel stiff if you're um kane baldwin right oh yeah yeah i was gonna say that yeah i have to be dead to be stiff too yeah that's right that's right uh haven't heard that one um but yeah he was very stiff i don't think there was nothing in his performances that said he deserved to be dropped it was it's, literally just a spot, yeah? Like, we needed the spot. And if you're going to have... It's literally the depth chart. So this is something that they have in NFL football. Uh, that, And I'm sure most AFL coaches have this at the start of the season. Whether they actually have it written out or whether it, it's just in their mind, they would say that, like, our first pick fullback is this, our second picked fullback is this, and our third picked fullback is this. And the reality is that Laverde is number one, Kane Borden is number two. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, so... Uh, Laverty was fit. It's his spot to lose. He comes back in. Um, and that's not to say that Baldwin doesn't have a future at Essendon. He definitely does, but it's Laverty's spot right now. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, yeah, it's always a funny, uh, yeah, uh, it's funny that you know uh, we're going to take a longer term approach. And then, um, well, Guelph, he played in the VFL last week, but he did. He did. Uh, Laverty he came it... straight back in, which was interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, we... you're playing West Coast, so I guess based on that, that's probably why. Yeah, it could Maybe. be. Could be. Maybe they didn't Maybe. want to risk him in the VFL. I don't know. I don't know. 
Mm. Um, I suppose, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Know. You know, if he was fit, medically fit, and hadn't lost any conditioning, maybe they just want to get the first string group back together as quickly as possible. Mm. You know, it's, if it was a soft tissue injury different, I think, because you've got that consistency of rehab that, that needs work. Um, yeah, I was but, about to say that because being his shoulder, he, he would have kept his fitness up mm. a lot easier than if it was a soft tissue injury. To or a him. lower limb issue, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he would have still been mm. on the bike and still running and doing all that sort of stuff. Um, I was I'm really happy that. with Nick Bryan's performance. So that's a that's a like for me. Um, it's surprising. I'm looking at his stats now that he only had six touches. I mean, he played three quarters. So, um, but yeah, I like the way he moved. I think he's... He's smooth. He's he can hit a target. He's he's agile. I'm I think keep him in if if it's me. Over Phillips. Yeah, Phillips really based didn't... on recent weeks, yeah, I would Phillips agree. Didn't give us anything over the yeah. last few weeks. So I don't see any reason why. Um I haven't seen the, the VFL report, so I don't know how well Phillips went on the weekend, but I don't see any reason to bring Phillips in over Brian given their most recent performances at AFL level. Mm. Mm. Well, I, I don't know if um, <clears throat> um, Phil's played in the VFL. He was managed, not omitted. So I would say that he didn't yeah. play in the VFL. Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe he was carrying something, as we sort of alluded to or suggested last week, that maybe he's just a little bit sore and just needed a break. Yeah. I mean, he only spent uh, 50% time on ground. He subbed out three-quarter time, you're saying. Yeah. It, it, um, it, it, okay. Yeah. Because I mean, look, maybe it's a dislike, but Bailey Williams has, uh, in terms of hit outs, uh, Brian 10, Draper 8, Bailey Williams 33. So, mm. uh, could be argued that perhaps both were monstered, uh, around the ground. Yeah. I, I guess when I watched Brian, I was more about what does he look like with the ball in his hand? And, and the times that he did have it, the times that he went out for marks, he looked, he looked like he could play. He looked smooth. He he took clean grabs. His his kicking was like a midfielder's kicking. Like it wasn't loop. You know when you watch Draper kick and it's loopy and it could go anywhere. Nick yeah. Ryan wasn't like that at all. It was it was Ridley style kicking. Maybe not to that okay. level, but you know what I mean. It was it was low. It was to the target. It was good. Yeah, so a big man that can that can play the actually play the game. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I think that's fair. Um, don't know. I think he's an interesting one. He's going to be in a funny position where he's probably too good at VFL level, um, mm. but he's not quite ready to to match max, match it. Jeez, um, with uh, AFL level ruckman. So, mm. uh, so that's around the ground. And, but and but don't you so. think that that's probably okay? Because how old is Phillips? Like he's he's in his late twenties, isn't he? He's thirty. I think he's thirty-one this year. I think he's right. Just so. So Brian, you know, can have a, another year or so of in and out, learning the craft, building up all of those skills because Phillips only has, you would argue, what, another one or two more years. And yeah. so that might just be enough development time for for Brian to then become an AFL-level ruckman. Well, that's right. That's right. And, you know, if Phillips is happy, Phillips is 31, so he's born in 91, so he'll be 32 this year. You know, when um, you say born in 91, in my brain, I'm still like, oh, yeah, they're 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I digress. Um, but he, look, if he's willing to accept 
potentially next year a lesser role to to come in, um, you know, to have Draper as the number one ruck, Brian as the number one two as the number two ruck, and then when one of them needs a rest, bring Phillips in. If he's happy for that, then I think he could potentially extend his career another couple of years, um, as long as he's still performing when he gets a game. Mm. Oh, I, I think. To your point, Laura, about Nick Bryan, uh, I, I don't know if it actually does him any favours to just play more games at, at AFL level but for his position specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if he's probably a little bit, you know, a midfielder or something like that and, and, and the actual physicality wasn't such a factor. Mm. Um, but when you're, you know, you're clashing into 100, 110 kilo bodies, uh, even if you say 90-something yourself, um, all day, Every week, uh, and getting smacked around by him because you just don't have that size. Mm. Mm. I I don't know if it does you as much favors or as many favors as say, um, going around the VFL every week and, and sort of doing like I think you get a better chance to develop your craft, um, at this stage of his career in the VFL than he does mm. say at AFL level. Just yet, mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong on that. Um, yeah, I think like he'll be we, twenty-two we tw- this year, right? Um, and he's listed yeah. as one hundred and one kilos, which yeah, I mean, who knows how accurate who knows is. how accurate that is? Yeah, um, but I agree with you, Matty. <clears throat> I think the thing with, with Draper when he sort of came in, he was um, yeah, like he, he'd had the body. On him, if you if you know what I mean. So, hmm. um, yeah, like he he, I mean Dra- Draper didn't play an AFL game for four year, four or five years before yeah. he uh, came in. So, hmm. uh, for Nick Bryant to sort of be debuting already and, and being okay at AFL level, I think so a good seventy development. But it, it realistically takes you four or five for you. For any, oh, he's coming up to that. He was drafted in the twenty nineteen, so he's coming up to like, he's nearly ready. Hmm. He's nearly ready, but I, I yeah. I'm not against him just continuing to battle away in the VFL and dominate that level. Yeah, yeah, I I tend to agree. Um, so dislikes. I caught the first quarter on the radio and then watched the rest on TV. And I went back and watched the first quarter today. Geez, the commentary. The commentary. You would be hard-pressed to understand that there was any other team on the field but West Coast. (laughs) Like, particularly on the radio, but it continued on the TV. All they spoke about was West Coast and how they're doing well. And I'm like, mate, they're down by four goals. They're down by six goals. They're down by eight goals. There was one on Foxtel late where they were like, oh, Essendon missed a shot. We were up by 50 points and they missed a shot at goal. And they're like, oh, West Coast have really gotten in Essendon's head. It's like, mate... They're nine goals down. <laughs> they haven't got it in anyone's head. It was just so one-sided. I, it, it was infuriating because, yeah, the game was scrappy, but it was almost like Essendon wasn't there. They they called the West Coast passages of play, and then when Essendon had the ball, they just talk about what West Coast just did in their passage of play. It was terrible. I would have thought that being an umpire, like rule number one of being an umpire is that you should be impartial. Mm. I'm not umpire, sorry, commentator. Mm. Like I would have thought that that comes with the job. Like you should just call it how you see it. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
like that's that's the skill, right? Because most people who come into footy commentating are footy fans, and most footy fans have a team that they love, right? So that's why Eddie Maguire doesn't do Collingwood games. That's why if I was a commentator, I probably couldn't do SNN games unless it was like a feature where it was for an SNN only audience. Press red for Nick. That's right. Press red for Nick. Um, but you couldn't, yeah. I think it's really, it was just poor. It was really unprofessional, really poor. And even one of them was Pavlich, and he was going on banging on about West Coast. So, yeah, just not good enough as far as I'm concerned. Speaking of mm. Pavlich, I have a question, mm. or not Pavlich specifically, but have Fremantle changed their name or was that just for Indigenous Round? Uh, there, is, there is no Indigenous Round. Sorry, Doug Nichols, oh, rec- Sir Doug Nichols round or Recon- whatever. Reconciliation round, yeah. Sir Doug Nichols round, yes. Because even in the AFL app, when I was looking at who has buys next week, it has Fremantle listed as Walla Yallop. I probably butchered that, but you know it's what I mean. Wally Up. Um, Wally Up, sorry. Yeah, so the end of this round, the end of this week, it'll go back to Fremantle and Melbourne will go back to... Uh, Melbourne from Nam, etc. Gotcha. So why didn't Essendon have um and I I'm gonna butcher the correct word. Uh a different why name. were they not called Tullamarine? Is Tullamarine a native Australian word? Yeah. Of course it um, is. I think next year you'll see every team will change their name. I think there's too much momentum now. Right, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah? Is it is is it it's not Tullamarine. Yeah, it is. Really? Yeah, that's the... I, I'm not sure how you would distinguish the region, whether it's a country, whether it, whatever. However, I'm, I'm ignorant of that, but the area is called Tullamarine. Watch Dad lose his tiny little mind when that happens. But I, I, I don't think Tullamarine is the... Um, like the Indigenous... I, I, I thought um, on the Indigenous map... Uh, and please, if any listener here um, has better information, please send it in and educate us. But uh, my understanding was uh, Wallyup, if I said that right, um, on the Indigenous map sort of covers the Fremantle region, same way that Nam uh, covers yes. the Melbourne region. Uh, yeah. But I don't, I don't think Tom Marine is on the Indigenous map, is it? We have but, some learning to do, people. As far as I know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, you could be. Uh, it does. Okay. Marine map. Tullamarina. Yeah. Or Andrew Clan Tullamarina. Yeah. Okay. Oh. There you go. Learn something new. There you go. There you go. Um, oh, okay. Anyway, we digress. The commentators. Big dislike Terrible. for you. Terrible. Terrible commentators. Um, well, I'll say this, right? It, it makes the game... So much more entertaining when the when the commentator gets behind the underdog, right? And that that's what people are looking at. They're not looking at people want to see the underdog do well. I don't know if it's an Australian thing or if it's a human thing. Maybe a bit of both. Um, you know, obviously West Coast are the underdogs here, so they've got a also the the West Coast market is massive. They have to engage in them somehow. Mm. It's a world of view. I mean, it always has been, but it's a world of views, uh, eyeballs, all that sort of thing. Uh, they need to sell advertising space. They need people watching the games. And uh, you're not – That it wouldn't surprise me if uh, behind the scenes they were told, hey, 
get right behind the West Coast because we need those fans engaged. And fair enough, too. Uh, it was their, their home game. It probably had the majority of their viewers. They never uh, played on free-to-air in Melbourne. Well, well, that's it. So, But that's what I'm saying. Um, um, well, this is an Essendon podcast, and I don't give a shit about any of those reasons. I want to hear about how well my boys are doing when I'm watching the footy on KO. You just had to 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 listen and not listen. Sorry, just watch and look. But turn it off and uh, <laughs> listen to yourself. So, um, classic yeah, West Coast yeah. sympathizer, Matthew. What is it with <laughs> you and bird teams? He likes birds. What? You know. Sorry. Okay. All right. Well, this is me <laughs> signing off. It's been lovely. And lovely. I've got uh, you know lunch to make for tomorrow. What are you making? Um, breakfast. Well, I've made it. So I've actually made some. This is ironic. Uh, kangaroo stir fry. <laughs> oh, excellent! I love it. Um, that's for I after the it. break, Maddie. Yes, uh, maybe that's a good leading. But uh, you know, if you're going to just keep giving it to me, I'll, I'm out of here. I'm out you of here. You have threatened that that many times, but. I think the lure of your name in lights is just too strong. So I I get guilt tripped, you know. Nick, oh, you know, Ali and Colin, the sewers, and uh, all right, I'm not going to leave him. Uh, I'm not going to leave him out on his own, you know, and the people, and uh, you know what I mean. So you're just uh, a man of the people. I hear you, man. I don't know if you call me a man. I'm more a boy. A boy, a man child of the people. A man child. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm probably even stretching that, but. Uh, we have Look, gone so far off topic. I so don't even know what we're up to. Let's reel it back in. Let's talk <gasps> about the elephant in the room. How's Tipper's form? Um, oh, I don't well, think it's that bad. If I'm honest, like he's not—he's definitely not the the Tipper of old. Mm. He definitely does not look fit. He he looks rusty to me. He looks mm. a. Half a step off the pace, if I want to. Telling me a guy who uh, retired almost twelve months ago went on a pretty decent uh, holiday, as he spoke about on the night, mm. and mm. twelve months later he's not at full fitness. And you're surprised at that. A guy who's you know probably his strength isn't his fitness. You know, strength is his strength, parent speed, and we we know that uh, if you don't look after yourself, you're that body type. And blow out pretty quickly. Yeah, it's not um, that also I'm not, coming off an injury. So it's not that I'm not su- that I'm surprised that he's not fit. It's that I'm surprised that he's being played if he's not fit. Mm-hmm. Who would you play instead if you were Brad Scott? Uh well, it's it's going to be a difficult decision coming this week um, because we've given Elwyn Junior a rest. Uh, potentially we're getting some keyboards back. That'll that'll be one for the preview. We've got Guelphie back. Uh, we've got Tex Wanganine playing in the VFL. It's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Maybe, I don't know, maybe as part of his journey to full fitness, they've decided to enable him to enjoy his football more by being around the firsts. So maybe it's a more holistic approach that for his mental well-being and making sure that he's having a good time just accepting that you're going to get these sorts of performances in the firsts in the hope that it leads to, you know, once he's back at full fitness, I'm not sure. What are your guys' thoughts? I would think that like quite clearly this year, 
the Bombers are not winning a premiership, right? Mm. So if if I'm looking from an outside view, mm. I would think that your goal is to be building your team, building their cohesion as a team, building their fitness. So probably similar to what you're saying, if if you want him to be an important part of the team going forward next year, then you're going to accept that he's going to have some performances that are potentially not up to standard with the view that it will build confidence and motivation and keep his head in the game mm. to then bring him back to the form that we all came to expect and love. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. Um, I, I think that's that's a possibility that they're, particularly when we've got Setterfield, Shield and Parrish out, I think it becomes really difficult to keep him in the team when those three come back and we're pushing Jai Caldwell, Hobbs forward, Will Snelling forward rather than playing them in the midfield. I think then it's like, well, is it really fair to be carrying um, a tip and not at full fitness when you've got someone like, for example, Will Snelling have, being forced into the twos and he's fully fit and he's getting his 15 to 20 disposals a game? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably, yeah. Um, he probably plays a little bit of a different role to Snelling. I, I think Snelling probably plays a little bit higher and mm. you know, try and keep Tipper around the goals. But mm. um, yeah, it could, could be a, a number of reasons. Um, look, team cohesion experience, yeah, potentially. Um, don't know. D- does he get more out of himself playing VFL? I, I don't know. Mm. Um, and perhaps the only way to get him to AFL fitness is for him to play in the AFL. So mm. realistically, he was he was gonna need another preseason. Like he, he you know, uh, takes you come, come and and he signed on relatively late. So there was mm. a bit fair bit of work to like wasn't it? He came in fit on on day one. So no, um, I agree at the elite level. Like yeah. it, it just takes time. So yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. Look, I'll, no. I'll, I'll back Scott in. Yeah, yeah. It's just an interesting... It's one to think about. I, I for one, as long as we're winning games, you know, I don't really care. I'd, I'd love to... I prefer to have Tipper in the team, to be honest. I don't think uh, he's detrimental. Like, I don't think he's done anything where I've been like, oh, I wish he wasn't on the field. Yeah. He, he just hasn't brought quite the same speed self. and, yeah, the, what we wouldn't expect from him. Mm. I'll, mm. I'll put it to you this way, though. Mm. How many other players on the team? And it, maybe there's a couple. Uh, inside forward 50, how many other players on the team would strike fear into the opposition like Tipper does when he gets the ball? Regardless, even though or he's when they're chasing him. No one. Exa- mm. Exactly right. There would be so few opposition, uh, so, many, so few other players on our list that can do that sort of thing uh, than Tipper. So mm. maybe Stringer's one. The way Langford's going about it, it's probably another. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, in, I inside four fifty, I merit probably isn't finding that much in there. Shield those kind of guys. So yeah, um, purely based on that, or you got to play him there. Yeah. Mm. So I just want to touch on our night because um, I don't think there's much more to say about the West Coast game. We we turned up. We we routinely went through. I did like. Um, actually, I should say I did like that we have 
continued along the pathway that we had against Richmond where we're able to chip around and control the ball for a little while. So that was that was quite well done. Um, and I like that we're building that aspect into our game. But really, as far as I'm concerned, we turned up, we got the job done. It wasn't as pretty as we would like, um, but I'm I'm happy with the win. Yep, I agree with That's you. Cool. Mm. So I just wanted to touch on our night last Tuesday, Maddie. Almost uh, almost exactly a week ago. Feels like longer than that. Uh, we were at the Olympic in Preston, and um, we were at a night with it was a, essentially a panel with Merritt. Um, Archie Perkins and Tipper. Um, and I was I was really my respect for Zach Merritt has gone up immensely because let, let's be honest, he, he carried the night. Uh he answered most of the questions and gave us most of the stories. Um but just hearing some stories about what it was like to be at the Essendon Football Club through the supplement saga, through the coaches that he's been through and the way it was managed and the way that the club was run. I'm genuinely surprised that he's still at the football club. And I am genuinely surprised that he'd be willing to captain the football club. And my, yeah, my respect for his work rate, my respect for his professionalism has, has gone through the roof since hearing a few of these stories. How do you feel, Matty? Mm. Well, I think it was two years ago he was on the, uh, the cusp of leaving was sort of in, in contract talks, and this didn't actually come up on the night. But hmm. um, look, if he had a left, I wouldn't have blamed him. I, I, I would have at the him. time, right? But can now you I'm... elaborate a little bit no, for no, those I... of us that weren't there? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, at the time, I will just finish the point. At the time, I I would have been upset, similar to to Danaher, uh, McKenna, Sard. But hearing what I've heard from from Zach Merritt, I was like, mate, how did we keep anybody? How did it like I if that was my workplace, I absolutely would have gone somewhere else for sure. Mm. Uh look for context, Laura. Um and sorry, I would have been upset, but I wouldn't have blamed him for for leaving. But yeah. Um the context, uh I, I won't go in and share the stories because uh Oh yeah, there was a yeah. there was a like a privacy clause, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Privacy clause, so I I won't uh share, but um uh, and out of respect for those two, uh, three as well. But uh, yeah, look, there, there were stories of football department, uh, let's say, unorganization, if that's mm-hmm. the correct word. Disorganization. Disorganization. Yeah. Like you teach well. maths and uh, not English. Yep, exactly right. Uh, yeah, st- just uh, bizarre would be the way to put it. Some of the. I think you, the, just what how disorganized it was. So, is like it would be exactly what it would be like working for me, I think is your point. Well, just incredibly unprofessional. Well, no, this is not an attack on, on you. No, right? no, no. I'm just no, I'm saying, yeah, unprofessional, unorganized. Like, and just and, and it's true, like he he said, I don't think he would mind us saying this. He said that um for a long time at the Essendon Football Club, they felt like their destiny or their playing destiny was out of their own hands, that they weren't really given a fair crack at it. Um, and and hearing what he said, I was like, yeah, I completely agree with that. And um, to what was very apparent was that they are all very happy with Brad Scott. They're all very happy with the football department now, and they actually, for the first time in their entire careers, feel like that they are in control of of their own destiny. Um, so 
that was that was the pleasing part of the night. And also, we I think it came up on our socials. We got to get a photo with with Archie and and Waller and um and Zach. And there was two things that I, that I took away from that photo. Geez, Archie Perkins is so tall, so much taller than he looks like on TV. And I'm not surprised that people struggle to tackle him. And I uh, I had my arm around Waller for the photo, and he is just thick. He is <laughs> just it was like touching concrete. He's just he actually reminds wall. me of Uncle Nino. Yeah, he is just uh, he's. I would not want to be hit by him at full speed on a football field. No way. It will hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was quite funny because obviously um, Merritt, ultimate professional, very media trained. Mm. Uh, and then uh, my, my interpretation of Archie was a bit of a deer in headlights. So, you know, a young boy in a, in a crate. It's like he, um, you know, look, he's a, he's a big football star and, and all that sort of stuff, but uh, I feel like he's just a kid. Yeah, it definitely got that impression. Well, he is just a kid, isn't he? Well, yeah, but he was sort of like he didn't mean say didn't hasn't worked hard or anything like that. But like I, I think he's one of those guys that like didn't mean to end up in the AFL. It was just sort of like you, you, you're just made to play this game, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's yeah. I, I don't think that, that's not to discount any of the work he's done. I'm sure he's worked extremely hard, but. Uh, yeah, that was great. He kind of, well, he said, you know, he was, his parents were Kiwis. He didn't really know much about footy until he got to primary school, right? And then just played footy because that's what his mates were doing. So mm. um, it just happened to be something that he's really good at, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we're definitely not saying that he doesn't work hard and that he's, he's not a professional, but it, he didn't, doesn't strike me as a footy head, whereas Zach Merritt strikes me as a, a real footy head. Like in terms of tactical and the way he sees the game and thinks just, about just it. Just obsessed that. with football. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that's fair. Like yeah. Nuffies with a podcast. Don't know what you're talking about. Um, so, yeah, yeah, really, really good night. So, um, highly I'm recommend. I was working. Yeah, highly recommend if you get the chance to go to one. So, um, why don't we take a really quick break um, and then we'll come back and we'll have a chat about the... Uh, Kang, Kang, Kang. So, AFL graveyard slot Sunday, four forty, Marvel Stadium. We are there, Arch Nemesis. They are our round. 12 kangaroos what do you guys reckon i got nothing to say (laughs) like i think well actually no that's not true i reckon it could be a danger game yeah i agree kangaroos are are much better than the the afl landscape is talking about how dreadful the kangaroos are i i don't think they're that dreadful they're definitely not on west coast level um, and they're definitely not on Hawthorne level of dreadfulness. And Hawthorne have just mm. won the last two. So um, they and and they hate us. Mm. So if they're going to get up for a game, it's this one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think we're in danger. Mm. Danger, Will Robinson. 
Um, yeah, I think we got to be on. Mm. What do you reckon, Maddie? Oh, look, it, it, it's the exact same thing, right? Um, I think North Melbourne are a little bit more dangerous mm. um, than, say, West Coast, um, to, you know, with the way they took it up to Sydney. But, um, or even, uh, who did they play on the weekend? Jeez, Collingwood. Man. Uh, Collingwood. So, oh, no, Collingwood look after them. But, um, yeah, look, I, like um, Scott said, if, if you just expect it to happen, um you you get embarrassed and mm. and that's yeah that, that, I mean we've seen that plenty of times haven't we mm-hmm. uh over our time so uh, look it's the same much of the same um you know I dare say hopefully within the four walls they are wanting to maintain their standards as if we were playing uh, Collingwood or Geelong and, and and you know prepare to that level yeah it's a similar um, test no, to the that... west coast game right it's it it's yeah. not a test in that the quality of the team should be beating us. It's a test in that can you be professional when you're expected to win and win comfortably? Mm. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it, we as a football club in the past have, have found that difficult as we've seen over the last number of years. And we just haven't, Jack, um, Jack Scott, Brad Scott said it in the press conference and said, well, we, we actually haven't been that good over the last 10 years. So, it shouldn't be surprising that the teams that are worse than us beat us because we just haven't been good. Mm. And so it, it's an interesting test for us because they, they've got a very young developing team and you would think that our talent should beat theirs and our system currently, given their, their full-time coach is not in charge, et cetera, et cetera, we should beat them. But it, it is a test from that reason. Um, ins and outs are going to be really interesting because... Uh, Josh Marnie said in the from the rooms post game that Peter Wright is very very close to a return, and he is absolutely someone that you bring straight back in. Would you agree? You don't think he needs some time in the twos? No. Hmm. Uh, tough one. Um, ideal world, he plays half a game and uh, is subbed out, hmm. or something like that. Um, I don't know. I'm not against him playing the twos, getting confidence. Obviously, it was a shoulder injury, and uh, he's a pretty big confidence player, you know. In terms, and I think it would give him some confidence. Um, and also well, having had a two- Rico, like you do need a bit of confidence overhead marking up in this position. Yeah, so oh, I uh, forgot and, that and we're for not those, on a visual platform. Um, Laura put her hand <laughs> above her head, um, which puts the shoulder in a in a vulnerable position. But um, yeah, I, I think look, if he plays AFL, I'm comfortable that he would have done enough to warrant that. But I'm not against him playing in the VFL either. Either a just just getting back to footy, or b um, if he monsters some kid or uh, tradie. Um, and that just gets him some confidence. I'm I'm totally fine with that. So yeah. Well, the thing is, he's so important structurally for us that I I don't think if he plays, you have the expectation that he's going to kick a bag. But what he does for the rest of the team in terms of freeing up Wiedemann, in terms of potentially taking a mark on the wing, all that sort of stuff. I think if he's fit and healthy, and he's not at risk of of re injury 
um, because he's coming back too early. Obviously, they're all at the risk of injury just playing. Um, I think he comes back into the ones. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of. I say that as well, but then he'll also probably have to roughly probably take. Sorry. Oh boy. Uh, ah, that's ah. All, uh, what the hell is going on there? Sorry. Shove it up, you. Know, shove it up, you wazoo. That's what I. Wow, wait. Wow, hey, Laura. Wow, hey. Uh, um, can you can you just um delete that bit out? No, because we're recording on Zoom, mate. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, no, bro. Keep keep it rolling. Anyway, um, no, look, I'm happy either way. Uh, he probably takes Brian's spot. Um, he'd have to be prepared to ruck, I'd say. Or Wiedemann um, rucks, and you leave Peter right forward. Yeah. Um, or, or they play two rucks and two key forwards, and and sacrifice a runner, mm-hmm. and then sub one out if. If we need more legs, mm, don't know, don't know if I like it. Mm. But, um, can Weedman yeah. ruck? Yeah, Weedman was playing second ruck at uh, at Melbourne, and he yeah, and right. he did on Saturday night as well. Oh, interesting. Huh. Even though we had two ruckmen. So, yeah, yeah, and then when he um, when oh, he, when Brian got subbed. Yeah, Brian got subbed, and then he actually won the VFL Premiership last year playing forward ruck. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah, so so Weedman yeah, can so. definitely take a. Uh, take the ruck contest if, if Peter Wright's not ready for it. So that yeah, yeah that's no concern for me. So you would you would you take Brian out in that case? You can. Oh, I God. like having Brian Wright Wiedemann in the forward line or Draper Wiedemann mm. right in the forward line. Um I think that gives the opposition a lot of headaches. Um the only other big one for me, assuming you know Shield comes back in for someone, uh if Is he's he fit, fit? If he's fit, he comes back in. Mm. If he's not, he doesn't play. Uh, the pencil. Does he come in? Ah, I mean, who's he coming back for? Um, I'm happy for him to put together three or four games in the NFL before we have a look at him. Yeah, yeah with, where, with where we're at. Uh, uh, what for? Let him, let him play, get some confidence back, get back to good footy. and, and Yeah, let him run out. And the door down. Yeah, and the thing is, if we were as depleted as we were sort of two weeks ago with Ridley gone, Kelly gone, Laverde gone, uh, and only um, Zerk is our key defenders. I think you bring him in, but given we've got all those players back, just let him get some confidence, get some full match time, a little bit of match fitness and, and go from there. Yeah, I agree. I think he needs also agree. some load, load management, like back in game time. Cause he's not been playing any VFL. Has he? He played on the weekend, played three quarters. Yeah, right. Mm. So, you oh, would so think still... that yeah, I don't think he's ready. Mm. Mm. My uneducated medical opinion, knowing nothing about him mm. in terms of his injury, but given he had a stress reaction, I think you need to give him some more time in the twos. Mm. Mm. Um, but that's about it. I think, look, we should win and we should win comfortably, a bit like the West Coast game, but anything can happen in, in the AFL. I'm looking forward to heading down to Marvel and, and watching it. Feels like a long time since we've been to Marvel, if I'm honest. I'm happy with that. Longer between Marvel, more of the MCG. I'm very happy with that. Of course yeah. you are. I don't mind Marvel. Doesn't I just spectacular. Don't like the, the 440 on a Sunday, like that's a... That, it's the graveyard. That's it's the a, graveyard. It's a pretty... Like it's a it's annoying time slot because if you start work at 7am on Monday like some of us do, you know, by the time you get home... Yeah, it does. it does kill your Sunday evening. That Sunday evening wind down, maybe watch a movie, that sort of thing. Mm. If it's a home game, it does kill it. If it's in a, um, I like it as an away game. game. I do yeah, like it as an away a, game. It's a nice end to the weekend, but 
as a home game, it it can it can drag. Mm. Mm. Oh well. Are you going, Matthew? Will off. you be there? Uh me yeah, might, might pop down. Let's see how we go. I, I might, think so. might pop down. <laughs> see how we go. Fair yeah, enough. Well, should should probably go. I think I'll go. Nice. Go to my GA, my GA spot. I got into more games here than I have in the last. I reckon uh, you need to come back, come back to us. Hmm. Now that you're not playing hmm. footy, come back to the reserve seat. Hmm. Maybe I will. Maybe I can't get the seat. Who knows? Anyway, that's another. That's not a discussion. That's an off-air discussion. That's right. That's right. Clearly, someone right. in the membership department at the Essendon Footy Club listens, and for you know, a, a Don Father staple like yourself. Well, they can like, make magic happen. Uh, I, I feel uh, like we're, we're just waffling now. This like is a, waffle. This is absolutely Collingwood waffle. sympathiser, though, so they might not. They might not. People, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on uh, all the your favourite podcast platforms, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Google Podcasts. Google Pod, whatever the hell you want. Uh, whatever you're listening on right now, keep listening on that. Uh, we'll be here next week. And uh, yeah, Instagram at the Don Father Pod, uh, and there is a Facebook as well, the Don Father Podcast. And uh, yeah, flick us out a message if you know if you've got any insight on the Tullamarine situation, uh, any other uh, insights, please let us know. Get in touch. Love hearing from the fans, and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Until next time, go Don, go Don, River Ditch.